In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. I got into a big argument with somebody. Uh, I My son is a big Tolkien fan and a lot bigger Tolkien fan than I am. Oh, so you like Rings of Power then? I'm, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I know you didn't. I saw this neat thing online that said that Jack Black would be the perfect Tom Bombadil. Because what? of like... Well, because he's kind of over the top and kind of sings everything. Anyway, I thought it was really funny because I hate Tom Bombadil. I think he's a useless character who adds nothing to the story whatsoever. <laughs> oh, fisticuffs! I know, I know. I know. I, this is the argument I got into with some people. I'm like, he he does nothing. He adds nothing to the story. He exists to be a a, 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 a nothing side quest. The the Barrow Whites, on the other hand, I think that's a great element of the story, and I'm sad they let that out. I like the Barrow Whites quite a bit. <laughs> I even like the first meeting with the elves that Frodo does before he really gets very far, and I like that conversation. And they leave that out. And it's like, eh. But Tom Bombadil, I don't think we lose anything whatsoever. And I know I'm in the minority on this one. But part of that is because I don't really like... like I don't really... There are people who are like, Tom Bombadil is totally a serious character. He's like, no, he's not. He shows up in yellow boots, sings a song, and leaves again. I was like, Rrr. good job. <laughs> anyway, so we, there's this long discussion about uh, about that. But I, d- I just thought it was kind of funny that, like, you get people who are, like, Tolkien fans, and they will absolutely, like, go to war <laughs> over Tom Bombadil, which is a character that, like, I cannot understand why he is valuable whatsoever. So what? why do you think he's valuable? If you look at him as only within the context of The Lord of the Rings, absolutely, he looks ridiculous. But if you consider... The Silmarillion or something? No, or? no, no. Okay. Even even just looking at what's in the book, if you look at him as an ancient character, because there's there's no discernible age for him, he just is. He is more powerful than the ring. He puts it on and he doesn't disappear. And he, he like peeps through it at the hobbits and they're like, why didn't he disappear? the evil of the world has no power over him. And so if you start to look at him as an overarching beyond both ends of the story, he's extremely powerful. And because of that, he's very enigmatic. There's nothing earthly about him. He he looks ridiculous because he is incomprehensible. And so I see him as being indicative of a wider, deeper, richer world than we read about even in the wide, deep, rich body that is the Lord of the Rings. So that's where I get my... And, and is that why he would then not help and do anything about it if he's yeah, that powerful? He, because he has, he's just like, he doesn't, he doesn't, because he's been and will probably remain even after, he doesn't care what's happening right, right this yeah, second. Yeah, he is, he's completely disconnected from reality. Because it's like, if he's that powerful, he should have stepped in and helped. And but, he does help with the Barrel Whites. He yeah. does, it's, yeah. It's when, yeah. it's when they hear him singing, coming through the hills, mm-hmm. singing, that they, that they withdraw and then... He he releases them from the prison that right. is the tomb, which so, is which is again, a neat neat part of the story. I again, like the it's a lot. indicative of his power. And for the movie, I wish he had been in, but I think that would have been too much of a stretch, and extended an already long movie to even more. And he probably would have been perceived as Jeremy. Just explained yeah. too. He would have been like, well, "Who exactly. is this dude? And why is he even here?" And I think they tried to get at that in the Hobbit with Radagast. Yeah, yeah. Where, where they made him more silly I, than. I think he was kind of like their attempt to bring to Tom Bombadil for, yeah. in. I, yeah, so, but, he did, but he doesn't fit in that story either. That's, that's my well. argument yeah. for why I think Tom Bombadil is important. But I thought the Jack Black thing was interesting because Jack Black, in a lot of ways, kind of embodies almost this outside of the reality that's going on. He's a little bit silly at times, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean he cannot do things. So Jack Black is weird. 
Mm-hmm. One of the things he's an amazing musician. He's a really, really, really good vocalist. He's a Ooh, very I saw a an, an cover improv. he did of Wicked Game, and I was like, he's an amazing. He is a fantastic yeah. musician and a great vocalist. Yeah. He can do many, many interesting things. He's charismatic. Um, he he's gets nuts. away with this stuff, but he is absolutely one hundred percent certifiably insane. Yeah, yeah, he's nuts, bonkers. But you don't hate him when he does that thing. Now, it's too much can be too much because he can be a lot real fast. Oh, yeah. and I think that's one of the things about the Tom Bombadil. Like, you don't want him in your story because he changes the whole story. You don't want him any more than he is in it because he is an interlude that does not actually impact the plot itself. And so that's why I thought Jack Black would be a kind of a fitting characterization. But the people who take... Like Tom Bombadil to be a very serious character, like, oh, you don't understand the real value. I was like, oh, well, okay, sure. If you didn't see Jack Black as the one to play that role, then who would you see? Because hmm. that, that's the first thing that came to mind. I don't really see Jack Black doing that, but who would it be? Well, then? did you have somebody in mind? No, I don't. Okay. I compared him to the appearance of Father Christmas in the Narnia stories. He adds nothing whatsoever. It almost just kind of feels like a throw-in Kind of like but a, it does. It's the whole look. These are kids, and and Father Christmas coming sparks the hope. Obviously, he gives them the tools to actually does, go he does, through. He does give them gifts. You're right. So, so I see him as imp- by this time their brother's been sure, kidnapped. Sure, sure. They're looking for him. Everything sure. is gloom. It's 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 winter twenty four seven. And and then Lucy hears. You mean you never have Christmas? Not since the White Witch rolled in. And, and so when him coming through, it's like things are changing. Her yeah. power is weakening. Sure. So I well, see it I, that I, way. I, I, I see that. I see that. So maybe I could say that Tom Bombadil contributes less than even Father Christmas. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, man. You are skating. <laughs> All of a sudden, You are red. skating no, some I, thin eyes, dude. I had to on that one. I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't stop myself. Uh, I would have to say that the singing is such a big part of it. You would have to have somebody... Who, who is could, who could perform? Who could yeah. do? Who could get away with this ethereal sort of jolly kind of ability to sing? Which is why I thought the Jack Black kind of hit it so like perfectly. Which is yeah. I don't know for for someone who didn't ever appreciate the character, like the idea that Jack Black could do it kind of made more sense to me mm-hmm. than a lot of other people. But I don't know a whole lot of people who who could pull it off where you like them or you can appreciate it is what is is my problem i think if jack black did it now that you mention it i think i would wind up liking it i think i would say maybe uh jermaine clement jermaine clement is is a new zealand artist and he is one half of flight of the concords okay oh yeah he's the guy who was like shiny like a diamond in the rough from uh from moana from moana which is really just it's just a bowie song and is he, what it is. he was, yeah, yeah, and he was also in um, uh, Men in Black Three. Oh, is he in Three? He was the bad guy. Oh, is he? Yes, and he, he was creepy. Well, I, so Jermaine Clement, is, like I said, he's this—he's kind of a silly character. Then why not Taika Waititi or? Uh, no, I don't he, think he, he has the jolly enough though. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's he's, what I'm yeah, he's Jermaine, just Jermaine, odd. Jermaine Clement. What about Samuel Pegg? Yeah, you think he could okay. do it? Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. Yeah. Can he sing? So here's the thing. Probably. Here's the thing. A lot of times, for, I mean, I'm, you guys can correct me because I don't know enough about Tom Bombadil. I barely made it that far when I went to try to read the books. <laughs> heard. Um, 100% heard. So I don't know that much about Tom Bombadil, but I get the feeling that you don't necessarily have to be a great vocalist, but you have to be able to sell a song. Sure. It seems like his part in it is the ethereal and, and kind of quirky and, and 
and I whatever. Are, so you don't have to be like classically trained vocally if you can sell it. If you can, not to mention the way we sing today is not necessarily mm-hmm. like the way they sung yeah. in like let's say fifteen thirty or something. So, you see what I mean, I'm saying? Like yeah. in other words, and it's not going to be in, the. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to get somebody who literally can't carry a tune in a bucket, but sure. I mean, if you can carry a tune and you can sell it, mm-hmm. I think that's all that's necessary. You Plus need to get somebody. Arnold Schwarzenegger, AI. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just get him to do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Don't start another thread, dude. No, I can no. see you wanting to yeah. get started on this game. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Well, stackers, if you want to weigh in with who you think could play Tom Bombadil or if you even care, uh, we would love for you to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or Discord. And we would love to hear from you in those ways. Are you telling me that whole thing is sticking in here? <laughs> Not the whole thing. Okay, oh, because great. I just mispronounced Simon Pegg and I said Samuel Pegg. No. So <laughs> let's uh... Samuel L. Pegg. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lee Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get started, we are going to have a couple of reviews. I thought we were going to have a prayer. <laughs> That's what I thought. Before we begin, let's have a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> So, I would feel awfully weird. <laughs> Jeremy, if you can kick us off with the one that you have to read. Absolutely. We have a listener, uh, Pavel Lishin. Uh, Pavel, uh, I love that name. That's a great name. Pavel's one of the names we kicked around before. Um, uh, he Not only is it a five-star review, we're thankful for that. Uh, the title of the review is that there's great chemistry. Uh, the review itself says, I love the chemistry between the players from the very beginning when the characters aren't even sure that they like each other. Well, I think it's partially due to the fact that, I don't know, the voice actors like each other, but you know what, (laughs) of course, a joke. Or no, I'm very thankful for that. And I think that the chemistry uh, in the show has been a lot of fun. Them not being sure of each other really does add a a dynamic. So thank you, Pavel. Appreciate that a great deal. And we have a separate one. And this one comes from Wilhelmina and her mother, Danny, sent it. Uh, This is a handwritten photo that we got. Wilhelmina had a special request, and that Dieter read this. So I found where he was hiding in the jungles of Muwaka, <laughs> helping a chapter of the Order of Vasham, as they are cataloging rare plants and helping assess them for medicinal properties. I dragged him over here to the studio today, to our kitchen. <laughs> and so, up oh, there he is. Come on in, Dieter, have a seat. Oh, thank you. What's this? Oh, it's a review. Let's see what this one says. Dear Stack, I love your podcast. And there's a heart for the O in love. You make me and my mom laugh, cry, and convulse with laughter. We are on episode 283, and I love your podcast. Let Ash know that Tira does not have a beard. Of course he doesn't have a beard. Does Tira have a crush on Chizik? Who's this Chizik guy? Why doesn't she love me? (laughs) Anyway, I am nine and turning ten, and I have laughed my heart out in your podcast. Love, Wilhelmina. P.S. I want... I want Dieter to read this. Five stars. Love, Wilhelmina. Well, thank you, Dieter. Thank you for taking some time out and for joining us, and uh, hopefully you'll have a safe trip back over to Milwaukee. Hope you stay free from all the bug bites and everything. Thanks. I'll see you later. Much, much later. (laughs) Don't roll your eyes too hard, Meredith. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Wilhelmina and Danny, for sharing that with us. We'll post the full photo on our Discord server, also on Twitter and Instagram. Wilhelmina and Pavel. I mean, that's... that's yeah, right. That's, that's, Is it yeah. pronounced Wilhelmina? It might be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, wasn't that uh, Wilhelmina Harker? 
in uh, Dracula? I think so. I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me know. yeah. Okay. Uh, before we get started, we're going to have a question. And we actually have two questions. Both of these come from Discord follower Cool Doom 2010 Don't get thrown by the name. What is something in your character's inventory he or she never uses? <laughs> I know what mine is immediately. <laughs> we know what yours is for sure. Uh, inventory. Okay, yeah. Hang on. Let me look here. Well, while you guys look, I'm just going to say mine. Yeah. Mine is the brown bag. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. I mean, I've only used it, I think, twice. A couple times, yeah. yeah. Uh, and both times I used it, it came in handy. Yeah. I don't know why I keep forgetting <laughs> that that thing is in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you have your tower, but you've used that, I think, more. Yeah, mo- yeah. Def- definitely more than... I almost used it a couple of episodes yeah. ago. Yeah, but yeah right. a little bit ago, you, tried, you thought you about thought it. you thought about using it when you were doing the prison break. Yeah. In Saragavan. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it would have completely destroyed... <laughs> Demolished the place. What, and yeah, you. Yeah. I still think you should let me use it as some sort of weapon. You said it had to be on on the ground? Yes. According to the written description in the Dungeon Master's Guide, it needs to be on Earth. Now, you can interpret that loosely. I said I could put Earth and then put it on there and then chuck it <laughs> and then say the magic word, I, which I'm would be- with you. Uh, uh, I'm with you. Uh, does that mean there's a chance? <laughs> so you're so telling you're me? That's right. <laughs> um, so I'm just looking through mine. I got a couple things, but I'll only mention- the one because we've actually mentioned it more in the game that whistle nectar that I brought with me from the little tree village of the other dwarves, dwarvish type people. Um, in Kizaro, Kizaro, thank you. I never can remember place names, but I've noticed, but yeah, so I, I very purposefully took a flask of that because I thought this could be handy, man. And for some reason, just the right situation, the right scenario where we would need a code language that no one else could understand has never quite come up yet. A couple of times we, you that, thought about it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's why I decided to mention this one because we have brought it back up. I remember Catherine sometimes saying, oh, use that whistle nectar. And you've said, use that whistle nectar. And we kind of laughed about like, oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> But it's like I just I just I, I'm not sure what the perfect scenario is that when you I'm run waiting into R2-D2. for. I, I just, yeah, exactly. exactly. I feel like I'll know it when it comes up. It just yeah, it just hasn't <laughs> quite happened yet. But I'm hanging on to it. I keep I, I haven't forgotten that I have it. I just have not found the right. I just time. try to forget mine. Yeah. I even yeah. And Jeremy, have you come across anything? Yeah, there's a there's a there's a bell in here. And you know what? The wrapper is still on the clapper. I have not even, <laughs> I have not even touched that yeah, thing. I, we've not even heard of it. I'm, no, yeah, we've not no. even heard you mention it. No, no, no. Oh, it is this is, one of your... Is this a trinket? It's, a, it's his bell. Oh, it may have come with... Uh, My pack. Yeah. So I, I have a bell. And I mean, there's a crowbar. Super handy. <laughs> hammer. All the time. Yeah. Bell. Not, not so much. Yeah. Not so much. I have not needed a bell just yet. Other than ringing when you don't want it to as you're running. No, and no. Like I said, the, it's, no, it's, the, it's, the clapper, oh, it's I got see. a little felt, felt line on the inside. It's got a little <laughs> boom. It sits in there. No, we're not. We're not this bell ain't ringing when I don't want it to. Yeah. It's calling great attention to the bell. has not yet been a thing. Yeah. Well, we'll see what you can do with that. Maybe you can literally be there with bells on. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Second question, also from the same. What will be written on your character's tombstone? Could be a quote, last words, or something else. 
So I have a real easy answer for Tira's, but I, you know, so I'll throw that one out there. She did have a sort of a little battle cry that I used one time when we defeated our first enemy on top of the first tower. Shot? Do you remember it? Bits of it. It's like, I am small, but I am mighty. Something about with my ex, the yeah. mighty oak falls with my something, the Delvis dog. I don't remember the whole thing. It's, I am small, but I am mighty. Right. I am one, but I am strong. Uh-huh. Before my axe, the mighty oak falls, and by my pick, the mine is dead. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's an easy one because it's supposed to be kind of like her thing, which she said one time like eight years ago. And uh, <laughs> You mean last week. Yes. Exactly. Two, Two months ago. Yeah. yeah. But trying to, you know, you guys can go on while I'm trying to think of something more meaningful and actually relevant. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, unless you do something just straight up crazy and they're like, wow, because you saved the entire world right i mean she might maybe i've I've been keeping a record of, of all, all the, the titles we've been given yeah. so maybe that could be on there a list of all the things but i feel like those would only be there if somebody else decided to put them because tira would not want to just be like i was a hero because that's not her yeah that's not her character to be she's no deeter <laughs> to go singing about herself so if somebody else decided to put the titles on they might be there as far as Bash goes, I don't think he's ever thought about it. So I don't. I don't know that Bash would end up having a head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, honestly, <laughs> I, I think Bash would just because he's sort of like a nature type person. He would just say, "Look, just bury me and allow my body to be nutrition for a tree." Yeah, or something. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking yours would say, "I'm hungry." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those would be or, the last words or, you said. I got to go to the bathroom or <laughs> yeah, something. I uh, yeah, I'm hungry, and then there's a toadstool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I, so honestly, I don't know that he'll even have one. Uh, unless someone does it for him, he'll just say, man, just bury me. It doesn't really Well, matter. then what would you think that your comrades in arms would say about you on um, your tombstone? I don't know. He was a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I could take a line from he uh, was Time unique. Chasers. He died as he lived. Mud splattered and splayed. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope they would just say, <laughs> a friend. <laughs> A friend. Oh, that's nice. Very nice. People come from all over and just kind of throw food on your grave. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you got gravy stains dribbling yeah, down. Exactly. <laughs> and Bash's ghost would be like, man, I was alive to take. I, I don't know about Sekhmet because Sekhmet doesn't really feel like he belongs in any one place. So it would be very different. But Sekhmet, on the other hand, probably has a lot of different ideas about what he would have the people he plays buried as uh, because he feels like he plays different people at different times i'm sure is he uh, schizophrenic dimitri would have (laughs) a grave and another one of his other persons would have a grave because after a time he has to retire them because he knows that they can't live forever and so he has probably some ideas about what he would want dimitri's grave to look like or where he would want that and or maybe if he's going to put together another personality later the on. The old raggedy man. Yeah. So yeah. are you saying when when he when he dies, no one's going to know that he is himself then? And so therefore... At the place in life where he is right now, he probably has no idea what his future will be like. Because he's only subsumed himself completely in these other people that he's put together. This could get deep because then then he might have a problem knowing who he is because he plays so many different characters and that's what he goes which through life. Which one of them is me? Yeah, which, yeah, exactly. Uh, that could yeah, that could be an interesting side quest. Well, 
As we mentioned earlier, stackers, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at stackodice. You can email us at stack.o.dice at gmail.com. And if you're not in our Discord server yet, we'd love to see you there. We also have a coffee page. So if you're interested in throwing a few dollars our way, we will use that money to help build our show to make it even better. And with that, stackers, it is time for us to join back around the table as we continue our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I am Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Wamberbash Bensonmom. And Jeremy as a whole host of people in this particular time. <laughs> Legion. I'm, I'm, I'm also playing... Uh, at this time, I'm Sekhmet. <laughs> Who's ready to tell a story? Me! I am. We are. Oi! <laughs> Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. Do I see Monty? As you approach, you see him emerge from a tent. He stands up and stretches. He's an older gentleman, and so he takes his time unfolding from a night's worth of sleep. Well, Tira will just make her way straight to the door of his shelter. Good morning. Good morning, Monty. Listen, I can see you've just woken up, but I need to get straight to the point. There have been some interesting developments overnight. We need to use this airship to get a family away off this island. Will that be possible? She leads you upstairs and knocks gently at a door. There's a a voice that speaks and the door swings open. There's the old man sitting in there. He turns and looks at you and he looks very stunned to see you in his presence. What are you doing here? I recently have been able to uh, work to assist uh, 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 someone who needs some help, Papa Nico. Papa Nico cares a great deal about his family, and it seems like they might be in danger in the in the, in the uh, near future. His mouth twitches as though he's trying to fight back a smile. Caligalis needs help. Boy. What involvement do you have? Only that. No, no, not you. You. And he points to Walmer Bass. You approach the door, and I would like for you to give me a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Oh, grief. <laughs> for a knock. 19 plus. A pot crashes down right next to you. You see the shadow just in time. You step aside, and it splashes against the ground, and fragments of the pottery go everywhere. It's a good thing, too. It was pretty hefty. As you look up, you see a woman with a very stern face looking down at you. Her dark curled hair is... <laughs> falling down over her face, and she berates you in Kasarin. Lady Caligalis, I can understand the desire to keep your treasured things with you, but this is an emergency removal. And before you say anything else, I do understand having to flee your home. My home was destroyed, and I could bring almost nothing. So I understand, but what I need you to do is pick your three most prized possessions and I will bring them. I will personally ensure their safe removal. She harumphs, and she says, that, that, and that, and that one too. I take four things, and she looks defiant. Tira looks at the fourth thing, and will look back at her with a slight twinkle. Deal. 
your procession winds through the city. And at this point, there doesn't seem to be much point in, well, I don't know. Uh, Sekhmet, were you trying to lead through different ways or less obvious ways? Well, we haven't we haven't tried to do that because we have the people with us because we <laughs> right. have the three girls with us. Yeah, and uh, and trying to have the three girls, but we didn't come from the center of the city. We had come from the the uh, the place where they had been hiding out. Yeah, they've been hiding out on this. Oh, oh, the, the row houses. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we don't want to go anywhere near the um, the center of town. Correct. So we would be trying to take some of the more obscure routes. Okay. So you not are... necessarily toward the top edge of the city. But we would be going through lesser traveled because we don't want anything to stop us. Our goal at this point has been to try to get the three ladies on the airship fast as possible. Four well, ladies. Three daughters and a mom. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, <laughs> four, the four ladies. Um, the mom and three daughters. Well, we want to get three of them on. The least, other one. Yeah, Lady Calicale is going to... We're talking about acceptable losses. Yeah. She can fend for herself. That's right. So we want to make we want to make sure that the four ladies are able to make it to the ship. So that is our number one mission at this point is making sure that we get there as quietly as safe because we have made a promise to uh, to make sure that Papa Nico stays in at least somewhat power. Mm. Uh, and so getting his family there secures our next move. Right. And uh, that dude's henchman is still following us, right? Or trying to find kind of looking, looking around, yeah. As far as you know, but you've not seen them, so either they're being very discreet. Mm-hmm. Or they gave, yeah. Or they <laughs> not, gave not up. Their strong suit. Lunk is being very discreet. <laughs> yeah. For Lunk. Yeah. Uh, he's got a newspaper up in front of him with holes poked in it. <laughs> uh, and he's a, like a big like box of roses. There's totally not a sword in. <laughs> uh, at this point, I think even Lady Caligalis has realized the direness of the situation, and so she has pulled a, a traveling cloak hood up over her head. And she is sticking close to Tira as you meander through the streets. For a hunched over, sort of old looking man, uh, someone who looks like he's maybe not healthy, uh, maybe not accepted in general society, um, kind of crusty, he's short and nimble and can move through the city streets pretty well. Gotcha. Yeah, you're making good time, about 30 minutes of taking back roads, side roads, and so forth, and you make your way through that western gate and out to the hill where the airship is. And Wamberbash, as soon as you leave the confines of the city, you may be imagining it, but there's a faint scent of bacon on the air. You had me at smell. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds right. Uh, You make your way up that rise, and there, as Monty had promised previously... Everything seems to be in order. The camp has been disassembled. You see heads peering over the edges of the ship above. Even Thump is up there. You make your way to where the camp was, and the ladder is dangling, and Monty is standing there at the base of the ladder. Come, quickly. Uh, Lady Caligalis, please, up. I want you to go first. So we all are going with them. I didn't think we were. I didn't think we were either. Lady Caligalis... Uh, if I would be so bold, we probably should stay here. We have business to attend to. Uh, while your safety has been provided by us, I don't know that it is easy for us to leave right now. He pulls like a a, a bandage on his eye, kind of a, a, up a little bit so that he can look straight in her eye, hopefully to communicate that we need to stay here. Um, he is going to very delicately kind of point to Lady Caligalis and whisper, We have to protect your husband. That fool can protect himself. 
he charged you with helping me. I will not go unless you come with me. At this point, there is a single toll of a bell within the city. It is a dead sound of a heavy iron bell clanging one time exactly. And Sechmet, you know from past experience that the eel has been sighted. Okay. Okay, just here a note. Does you have any reaction to that, like a face or something? So the bell rings in the middle of my conversation with Lady Caligalis? Yes. Lady Caligalis, I appreciate your desire to be protected. That's why we're getting you out of the city. You heard the bell. You know what that means. It means it is time to go now, all of us. And she folds her arms and juts out her chin. Tira is going to throw Lady Caligalis <laughs> over her shoulder and climb the ladder to the ship and deposit her on deck and climb back down. Was it like an athletics check? <laughs> Shoosh! <laughs> there, there's no tech involved. Yeah, I have uh, a 20 strength. And- uh, Strength-wise, it's not an issue. Uh, I would say that maneuvering the ladder with her, why don't you make a... We're just going to find ourselves a new giant. Dexterity? <laughs> Making uh, athletics. Quit <laughs> suggesting things to him. Yeah, make an athletics check uh, to get up the ladder with her. Again, the weight is not an issue. Right. It's with advantage. It is, well, but, no, but I am proficient in athletics. She is pounding on your back. So, I mean, she's wiggling and she is screaming. Her daughters look mortified. Uh, she's screaming. So, so Sekhmet is going to talk to the daughters. Hold on a second. Let me make my check. Luck point. <laughs> Do it. Please use the luck point. <laughs> Straighten the tablecloth. Yeah, yeah, let's we, try you this. You want a vacuum? Or... Okay, oh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so that's 28. As she's wriggling, you start to get up a couple rungs of the ladder, and then your foot slips, and you almost plunge back down. It would only have been about three feet, so no big deal. Only twice your height. Shut <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you look at me when you said that? Oh, man. Uh, but after that, you take a breath and seat your feet firmly, but you start up the ladder. Girls, you know your mother. You need to get on this ship and get out of town immediately. We're going to try to protect Dad. I need you three to protect your mother. Nicolette speaks as the eldest. I know mother can be a lot sometimes, but I think I think I'm with her on this. Uh, Second, can actually look at... <laughs> Sekhmet's going to look at Thump. Thump is up on... Yeah, oh, Thump, he's, no, Thump's he's up, on the ship. Yeah. Oh, Thump's up top. Okay, well, bash. As you reach the top of the ladder, Thump's scaled hand it reaches down and you grasp and he pulls you up. So Tira leaps nimbly over the railing, stands on the deck, sets Lady Caligalis on her feet. She's not just going to dump her like a potato sack. <laughs> sets her on her feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thump, get her to quarters immediately, and then she's going to scurry back down the ladder. You make your way quickly down, but you hear her sharp, piercing screams, and they diminish as you both head down the ladder and as Thump drags her towards mm-hmm. uh, below decks. Is Monty close to Sekhmet? Is, is, is he up top or is he down? He's down the bottom of the He's ladder. He's at the base of the ladder with you. How fast would we be able to travel to the, are we going to the South Island or the North Island? North, North Northern. Island. How fast would we be able to travel and come back? With the winds what they are, I think we were looking at about four and a half to five hours to one get way. there. One, one way. way. There's not much that can happen between now and then. 
there's a lot that can happen, but not a lot. If we can be back in 10 to 6, 10 to 12 hours, I say we go with them. Something crashes down on the ground next to you. It's something that Lady Caligal is presumably <laughs> thrown, yeah. thrown over. In, in her rage, she is she's so, grabbing uh, whatever she can and throwing it. So Bash, kind of confused and uh, apprehensive, sees what Tira did, and he wants to get these people on the ship and save. So I'm going to spend two points and do a feat of strength, mm. two side points. Uh, that gives me a plus five on, on strength checks, and I have advantage on all athletic checks. And I'm going to try to carry the oldest daughter up and do the same thing that Tira did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Luck point. <laughs> <laughs> do it again, do it again, do it again. I the right, wrong one. Here it is. <laughs> we got a plus five and all that stuff. That's... Yeah, so it's actually 19. Okay. You sling... Nicolette over your shoulder and you make it up about halfway and meet Tira's boots because she's still coming down the ladder. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, how far off the ground is that? About 40 feet up. Oh, I was going to say Tira will just, okay. just leap down. I'm just going to swing over to the side and just wait there. Okay. So, so they're going up the ladder. She's coming down, but he's going up and he's got another daughter. Yeah. If you two go up, I'll follow you up. I think we can go ahead and make this trip. Um, if I can see Tira, I'm going to point at Tira. Go ahead and go back up. We will go and come back. Bash, uh, wait, we're going to come, we're going to go and come back? Tira, a little bit confused, but she heard Sekhmet's message, looks down the ladder at him, you know, is kind of waving her foot to not kick Bash in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, we're doing this. And she's going to go back up and meet them at the top of the rail to hand them over. Monty. Yes. I'm going to go up. You want to grab whatever we need to do to get out of here. We need to leave and we need to come back as quickly as we can. Very well, sir. Okay. So uh, the girls, I'm going to motion to the girls to go up, and I'm going to follow them. They go there. Faces look a little blanched, a little uncertain, but they make their way up the ladder. And Monty is the last one on. He stands on the bottom rung, and he gives a circle gesture with his arm. From up above, you hear click, 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 click. And a couple crew members are turning the capstan to bring the ladder up. And so he's actually riding the ladder up the rest of the way. Yeah. <laughs> And as that's happening, the ship begins to come about. The prow points to the north. Yeah. Bash spends seven side points. Seven? He's got like 92 or something like that. To do what? It's probably going to turn into an animal, is my or guess. Or his wings, I'm guessing. Isn't Hang that usually on. five? Uh, it is five. You know my uh, things better than I do. <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to sprout wings. Bash jumps up on the, uh, on the side of the ship, turns around and says, I'm going to protect that guy. And he just dives off what and guy? goes back down. The husband and Papa the Nico. father. So we, he's splitting the party. So he's leaving. Oh. Well, I guess you wanted to leave early. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. But he has wings. Yes. Yeah, he can fly. 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 It's disconcerting to see Wanger Bash suddenly plummet off. Did you wait, did you put the girl on the on the boat at least? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So she's she on the ship. flies off with Nicolette. Here we go, girl. This one's mine. <laughs> like Dude. a pterodactyl. Yeah. Tira rushes to the edge of the railing and screams down, Bash! Obviously to no avail. For those of you who have flown before, there's the familiar pressure as the ship lifts smoothly into the air. As the details of the city of Karavi become smaller, two crew members finish turning the capstan and Monty's head appears above the rail and he steps on deck. The prow points toward the northeast. There's a moment of stillness and then you pick up speed. 
Below you, sunlight glints on burnished copper-clad roofs of some of the boat-hulled houses, but most residents don't care to maintain their roofs like this, so there are many that sport the bright seafoam green of oxidized copper, while others have done away with metal in favor of brightly painted hulls. Yellow, red, blue, green, and even some purples and oranges. The overhead view is a riot of color. On the twisting streets below you see scores of little people, faces turned upward to watch the sweeping lines of your airship as the crew gently maneuvers away. It doesn't take you long to leave the city behind, and soon you're skirting the east coast of Yukonos, the sapphire expanse of the sounding sea spreading off to starboard. Womberbash, from your position in the air, you see that the warning in the city may have been a little premature. The ship was sighted. It's not far off Okay, because I was going to ask what dock it's coming in. Cause it, it, so it's not even to the bar yet? It's not even to the bar. It has been spotted further to the south, and it seems to have an eastward bearing. Okay. Uh, it is going to bypass the entrance to the harbor of Hiravi. Okay. Come back! On the port side, back on deck, the central mountains of the island rise in stony splendor, the barren slopes rising to lofty pinnacles. For the next two hours, you maintain that northeasterly course, and the majority of the island streams along beneath you. Then, with a tumble of gray rock, the land dips at last beneath the reaching waves, and you find yourself over the water. Sekhmet is holding on to any, anything he can hold on to, and has turned from sort of a, a kind of a a, a reddish color <laughs> to Pale a green. very ugly, ugly green, and is horribly unsettled. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I was going to ask how you were dealing with it. Tira, you're familiar with this. Oh, you, yeah. Tira's standing it. right at the... Uh, at the front? Yes. Yeah, you're, you're at the prow or the, okay. the four, four of the ship. And then I was like, Letting the wind whip her hair. I'm the queen of the world! <laughs> um, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. From down below, you hear screaming. It has been nonstop. Yeah. You hear things crashing into the bulkheads. You hear... Oh my goodness. All sorts of commotion from downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to protect okay. you. I just didn't want to be near her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so hearing this then, Tira closes her eyes and takes a deep breath and is going to stomp down them below stairs, below, below stairs, below decks, can easily make her way to the room in which Lady Caligallis yeah, is. Yeah, it takes no... Yeah, following her ears. Yeah. And Tira, I'm assuming the door is bolted, otherwise Lady Caligales would have run down or something. Yeah, Thump is standing outside. Okay. His arms are folded. There is a heavy, wet stone smell in the air, and he gives you a side eye mm-hmm. as you approach. Tira will gesture for him to move aside so she can go in, and she's going to basically storm in the door, close the door behind her, and address her. Lady Caligales, I need you to settle down now. We're here. We're leaving Stop. She has a vase in her hand and she's about to smash it into the wall. Uh-huh. Uh, you see fragments of other things on the floor. Uh, the bed has been must already. Uh, her hair is tumbling out of whatever coiffure <laughs> she had put it into. I mean, her she, eyes are wild and her teeth are bare. She looks a mess. Uh, roll a persuasion check, I guess, at this point. I would say intimidation. <laughs> she, it, what she said didn't sound particularly intimidating. I wasn't really intimidating. Yeah. Uh, 14. She says, she, calm down. She, 
she takes the vase and she throws it against the wall. It shatters into a million pieces. And she folds her arms and she stares at you with hard eyes. Tyr will take one more step forward. These are not your things. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Fight. Where are her, where are her, where's her bags? Where are her bags that she brought on board? Uh, I, I guess either you carried them up Mm. and they would be up above or you're carrying them still. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, you're carrying them still, let's say. Tira fixes Lady Caligalus with an equally hard stare, drops a pack off of her shoulder, opens it up, pulls out one of the random things that she pointed to that she made me bring. Is there like a porthole or a window or something in this room? Yeah, absolutely. Tira's going to walk over to the porthole with this thing and just... <laughs> Throw it ne- out. Never break eye contact with her. She's going to chuck it out the window. Okay. Uh, you throw the thing. Let's, let's see. What was it? It was a vial of hand cream. Like a, like a, super, <laughs> like a super fancy hand cream. Um, it looks like the bottle was probably more expensive than half yeah, of your cut, swords. Cut yeah. crystal. Hmm? It cut crystal. Yes. Cut with, cr- with, with a gold gilded top or yeah, something. Okay. Like that. Yeah. So you gotcha. just tossed out a, a hand cream bottle that cost more than your axe. <laughs> <laughs> this, careful, this suit costs more than your education. <laughs> What's that from? Uh, I don't, I actually don't know that Jurassic one. Park 2. <laughs> His nephew says that too. What? <laughs> I don't know what she's so tickled about. I don't know. Yeah, just don't. And we probably don't want to know. No, it's fine. Just, just, okay. <laughs> Somewhere down below, a little fisherman is in his dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> and it falls right into his lap, and he's like, Yes! Yes! <laughs> it goes right through the boat. <laughs> 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 Her eyes go wide and her face drains of all color. And she's, she says, That was a gift from my husband. The husband you have such contempt for? Bright red flashes appear on her cheeks and she is stammering for words herself. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of estrogen in this room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tech, we're, we're on deck on purpose. <laughs> yeah. no, actually, you're in the air. I yeah. can smell it from where I am. <laughs> Other than that, she says nothing. It's like a cold fury mm-hmm. is trying is taking the place of the shock. Tira turns squarely to face her. Maybe takes one step forward. Mm-hmm. We are not going to get through this. If you are going to fight with us, we are not your enemies. The eel is your enemy. We are taking you to safety. Everything is fine now. Please relax. Make yourself at home. We'll be there shortly. She sits down on the bed hard. The covers flop over and fall onto the floor. And she turns and she faces the wall. They're going to be the best of friends. She's like, no one ever talked to me like this before. I kill you. And then all of a sudden, next time they see her, she's going to be like, with this Yeah, what's going on? With her face to the wall... Not looking at Tira, I guess. Tira stands for another minute, stifles a bit of a chuckle, Mm -hmm. smirks, and just leaves the room. There's a 
curl of perfume as you leave the room as Thump is standing there. My Thump page is not Thump here. Thump also has a bucket of popcorn. Oh, that's a question. <laughs> Perfume's a question. She's fine. It's fine now. But you might should stay here, just in case. There's your smell of damp stone and a question mark. A question mark floats in the air, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Tira just lays a hand on his arm. Good man. And heads up. Maybe she heads off to her room, I guess. I Thump also snorts. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't understand. What are you asking me? He points at the door uh-huh. and then points at you. That's my room? <laughs> he looks longingly at the exit to this hallway back up above deck. I see. It's your turn. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> yes, there's a smell of washed hands. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. I guess Tira can see which way the wind is shining. <laughs> and <laughs> I can smell the wind blowing. <laughs> no, that was a hers was a quote. Yeah, I know. Okay. From probably it, Parks and Rec it was, or something it was or a paraf- office. It was a paraphrase, but okay. yeah. More of a reference from Mystery Men. Mystery Men. Oh, okay. That's a good movie. Yes. I don't need a compass to tell me which way the wind shines. <laughs> <laughs> ben Stiller. Yeah. That's a very Ben Stiller one. Yeah. Mhm. Anyway, then Tira will resign, and not resignedly, but I guess what he just wants to go up d- uh, on deck or something. He's, he just wants out of there. Yeah, as okay. soon as as, you, as soon as you say all right, he's already yeah, moving. He's, all right. he's taking steps. There's a chair there. If okay, you choose to sit. All right. Well, Tira will sit down and say, "I'm still out here. If you need anything." You hear a grumble from the other side of the door. She actually does chuckle and just. Kicks a chair back against the door and yeah. folds there's, her arms and There's legs. a gleam of dim light in this darkened hallway, and you realize <gasps> that your book, My book is exposed. Back up on deck. Segment is holding a bucket that probably holds water at some point and a mop, but right now his face is in it. <laughs> and uh, it's not water. And there's no water in it. You there. do not want to mop the deck with this you stuff. No, no. Uh, and honestly, it smells worse than the stuff that they, they pulled up off the deck when they were mopping the deck. It's... <laughs> Well, in this case, the bucket is not 100% waterproof. There's some leakage out yeah. of it, but it's yeah. it's like trickling across the deck. Gotcha, now. gotcha. And Wombra Bash, what do you do? Bash is, um, is sort of like, not hovering, but you know what I mean? Like circling. Of, like, like circling above, watching the ship come in. It's not coming in. It it's is moving past the entrance to Karavi, and it's heading east around. It's It looks like it's taking on a northerly bearing like it's headed for the island that the airship is headed to. Oh. Um, how clear is the day? It's very clear. So I can see the island from where I am. Yes, it's very hazy. It's yeah. probably a good 100 plus miles distant. Your eyes straining can make out where land breaks up out of the water, okay, but so it's very distant. Once I finally realized that, because apparently I didn't get it last time, uh, when it, so it, was, it was passing up where we were. It's your bird brain. I am going, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am going to turn toward the ship and just like bat my wings as far as, as, I mean, as fast as I can. If you can and see the hard. island 100 plus miles yeah, away, yeah. you can see the ship. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I didn't know if we were above the clouds or anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, the ship is staying at about three or 400 feet, nowhere near cloud level. So yeah, I am okay. like, I am flying as fast as I can okay, to get to the ship. Streak through the air and from below you hear startled cries as people see a, a man flying through the air. 
Wait, did it's you a bird. It's a plane. You didn't transform into a bird? No, I, I, I essentially, when I turn into animals, I take on some features, but I'm still in like a man form. So yeah. like when I turn into this like a, incredibly a, a boar, yeah. Yeah. a boar, I get the nose and like a little bit of tusks. And maybe the hair grows, but I'm not like literally a. a, a yeah, but at this point, he actually grows wings. Yeah, he just sprouts wings out of his shoulder blades. Basically. And and they're um they're bird they are bird wings. They're not like bat wings or anything like that. And when he dismisses or when the spell expires, they shrivel up and just kind of fall off. So you have yeah. these husks of wings all my, over my the world. My tunic has life. slits in the back, so in case this occurs, it goes right through the. Yeah, it's <laughs> because, because the first time I didn't, and they just tore my just, tunic yeah, off, and yeah. I'm there naked yet again. I see you managed to get your shirt <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm just I'm I'm huffing it now toward the ship. Yep, your wings are flapping. You're you're riding currents. You're using every advantage you can. It is taxing to you. <laughs> yeah, your little hands are paddling. <laughs> Tira, in your reading, your eye is caught by a new headline. Peckaboo, surprise even yourself with quick chest results. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> and you turn the page? And I turn the page. Non-lifters are people, too. How not to look down on the rest of them. Oh, my. I mean, I guess that's important. I don't know why anyone would not want to live, but okay. There's a thump from inside the room. There's just more thumping around. Oh. More huffing and mm-hmm. grumbling. <laughs> shh, 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 This is important. Are the girls up on deck? Yes, they are. Uh, they are keeping upwind of you, Dimitri, Sekhmet, and uh, they're looking at you with a little concern. And finally, Elena, the youngest, comes over and she offers you a handkerchief. Oh, thank you. There is nothing left in you. No, no. I appreciate it. Oh, by the way, I have a Dramamine here if you'd like it. (laughs) Thanks. Pressure bracelet, yeah. If you got any of that. She does fish out a bit of ginger root. Oh, okay. Well. And she hands some to you. He's just going to put it like in his teeth and kind of grind it and kind of like put his face over the buckets more. I thought you were going to do it like snuff. You're going, "Mm." (laughs) It does help. Uh, Something about the aroma helps you. You're still very much thrown off by the sway of the ship. Uh, it's not that the ship is rocking, but the wind mm-hmm. blows it to and fro just a little bit every now and then. And that discomforting feeling of not having the world solid beneath your feet. Uh, Sekhmet previously had not had problems with boats. Boats and water are fine. Being on the ground is fine. Being up in the air is not as comfortable. He yeah. doesn't like it at all. And then there's a shadow that passes over you and flapping down to the deck gently is... Yep. Womber bass. A couple of, a couple of like hard flaps that kind of like just come down and, and you hear my feet hit the deck, boom, boom, and I fold my wings back behind me. He's breathing hard though. His chest is heaving and his arms are tired. <laughs> Boy, are my arms tired. Are you sweating from karate? Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> They're, they didn't stop where we were. They're continuing. I think they know we're going to where we're going to place. Where we're going. They're, they're, leave, they're, they're leaving the island alone. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't stop. They, they, they're passing it up. Oh. Man. Please, let's get the man. Something stinks. Oh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> and that means something oh. coming from Bash. <laughs> oh. they're, headed, they're headed up toward the North Island? Yes. Right this way. Oh, well, that's, that's unpleasant. Where's Tira? Uh, she's downstairs babysitting the... Uh, mom. We gotta, we gotta tell her. What are we gonna do? Uh, 
I'm going to sit here for a minute. Why don't you go to the doctor? Thump comes up the steps and sees the two of you and makes a beeline for you. He slaps his hand on your back right in between your wings. Are you you're keeping the wings? Yeah, for okay. now. There. And you too, Sekhmet. He slaps you right on the back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a struck match smell, and he shifts his foot out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> that smells better. Thump, they're coming here. They're, they didn't stop. They're coming this way. Where's, can you show me where Tira is? He grabs you by the, by the hand, and he leads you back down the stairs. I think he didn't grab him by the wing. That would hurt. Milton? What is What's her? Monty. Monty. Milton. <laughs> Milton. Milton. Bradley. Is, is Monty on the deck? Uh, he is. He is, uh, he is at the helm. Okay, so is that on the level above the, the main deck? It's slightly raised. It's okay. not, not the poop deck or anything. Okay, so he, he's going downstairs to talk to Tyrion. Um, I'm, I'm saying this right, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, that's right. He's on the quarter, quarter deck. Someone here would know. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> While they're headed downstairs to talk to Tyrion, Sekhmet's going to limply go up the steps a little bit and, and talk to Monty. It seems that we are being pursued or that we will have more danger where we're going than where we were. Yes, I'm sorry. Monty falls uh, over. He's like, oh. <laughs> I'm going to hold the, 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 the handkerchief up to my face. Yeah. He gives you an understanding look. It was like this for me, too, my first time. We need, to, we need to get a move on if we can get there any faster. I know you talked about the winds, but it may be to our advantage. We are not leaving the danger behind. It seems like it is pursuing us. We can descend, and that should get us below the worst of these currents. I didn't realize we were in need of such haste. I... We learned just a few minutes ago. Very well. He gives a couple commands, sharp commands, and sure enough, within moments, the ship is descending. <laughs> Plummeting towards the earth. <laughs> it's only about 100 to somewhere between 50 and 100 feet above the water. Uh, it feels like you are screaming along because the water is so close. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's high enough to get you above the worst of any waves, but low enough that you seem to be below some of those buffeting currents that you were in. So yeah, ba- so Bash goes down, and he's—I guess—but Thumb takes him to where uh, Tira yeah, is. Yeah, she's in the hallway. She is poring over her book, where she has just gotten to fill in the corners with a varied cardio plan. Corners, oh, cardio. Mm. Tira, I came, I came back because they're—they're they're coming. They're coming this way. Who's coming? The the eel people. What? They didn't stop. They—they're coming like toward us. They're 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 coming after the ship. I think so. Yes, like they know somehow. You saw them. Yes. <sighs> and Tira slams the book shut, puts it. I'm uh, not gonna leave it on the chair, but I guess does it fit in my pocket or whatever? I guess wherever I was carrying it before. In your bag. Okay. Does Sekmet know about this? Does Monty? I told him. I told him. I don't know what's going on though. What are we gonna do? <sighs> I don't know. It'll depend on if they catch us before we get to the island. We better get back above deck. Lady Caligalis, I, I've got to check something upstairs. Upstairs. I'm so sorry. <sighs> on deck? Yeah. I need to talk to them on deck. Um, you just stay put. And Tira's going to quietly lower the latch and head upstairs. Okay. Uh, whatever. Above decks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's, I have to go upstairs to do it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's perfectly, that's your frame of reference. Okay. Back on deck, Monty is looking southwards, southwestwards. He says, I don't know that I can make out what you saw. Are you sure you saw them? 
Yes, yes, I, I saw them pass up. They didn't even stop at the, at the docks. They just kept going around, like, turning toward north. I see. With our lower altitude, it's a little more difficult to see, curvature of the earth being what Do you want is. me to try to go back and see if I can see them? It's a little hazy up there, but I'll see. I'll see if I can. You launch yourself off the deck, and <laughs> uh, within a few minutes, you're up circling maybe a thousand feet up, and you're still below cloud cover. But sure enough, you can see the dark sails of the moray to the south. It's there! They are obviously falling behind you. You're making a little yeah, better yeah, time definitely. than they are. However, they have definitely taken on attack that has put them in, on mm. course for the island of Barion. But I'm going to guess with how far it is, and we're in the air with no resistance other than the wind, we're going to get there at least an hour before they get there. Oh, at absolutely. least, right? Okay, yeah. okay. And you're pulling away from them. All right, so um, he's going to pull the falcon move, and he's just going to like just fold his wings back and go down, and like maybe 100 feet before the deck, I'm going to open up my wings and, like, flat, and then just flap down. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're heading this way, and they're actually a little closer than I thought they would be. You mean they're gaining on us? I don't think they're gaining, but they're definitely closer than I thought. I think we should try to hurry. Well, we've already done what we can to hurry. Do we have to actually stop on the island uh, <clears throat> at the uh, at the uh, the port for the airships? Possibly, if we can. We can, one we thing, can... There, there is no port for airships. This is an anomaly. Yeah, the airship is like a unique thing. Okay. We can we can set this ship down and we can dock it wherever we want. We don't have to go to... We don't have to dock anything if we have the rope ladder. If we drop the ladies off close to where they're going to stay and allow them to find their shelter, then we can move the ship around. I think around. they should just stay on the ship and we should stay in the air. They'd never get us up here. But if we can get... If we can get Papa Nico's family off the ship and onto the island, if, if we... Hang on. Tira is trying to marshal her thoughts. And so am I. If we arrive at the island enough ahead of the moray, we might have time to quickly get the girls down to safety, tell them to find shelter as quickly as possible, then we can turn the ship and intercept them so that they never make it to the island. I'd rather not have the innocents in harm's way. Do you want the four of us to grapple down to a ship and fight them on the No, road? we're going to stay on the ship and fight them. So at this point, can I go back to when I saw the ship the first time and then the second time. Do I have any idea how big the ship is? Can I estimate how many crew there may be? Um, I'm not sure that Womberbash would have a good sense of crew other okay. than what okay. he sees on deck. And that's at this distance. I mean, they were... It's, again, a, big, so it's, a, it's a big ship. It's In our terms, it's about 80 feet long. Okay. okay. Uh, so is it bigger sloopish, than the airship? Um, it's about the same size. Uh, with the sails, it looks bigger because mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't have sails. Did Crew, I see any? Uh, they're, they're so far away. It's 80, okay. 80 to 100 miles And you miles were 1,000 feet up in the air. Well, the first time I wasn't quite that far away from them, but... Right. Mm -hmm. uh, on deck, you may have seen anywhere from 10 to 20 people moving around, but there's no telling. This ship is not outfitted for like... We actually do. You have don't a, know what this ship can do. No, he, this, he's, this, is, meta. this is, is a question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to... Okay, time out. Yeah. I didn't see the ship the first time, so I don't know that if it's equipped for any kind of a battle or anything like right. that. It doesn't... We do have a gun. It has cannon. Yeah. yeah. It, has, it has a cannon. Uh, you don't know about it. Sure. Even if you see it, you're not yeah. going to know what it is. Nope. 
It's going to look like a fancy speaking tube or something. <laughs> but we could be a distraction. I mean, if we go down yeah. low enough and they see us, it might they might say, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And they, they probably heard of it. Yeah. Because remember, they they had one. You don't know that, I guess. But So we, we could be an affected distraction, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I think it's a good idea. I'm thinking, since we're in meta right now, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about possibly putting down my... Um, I was going to ask, do I have to be present for my uh, fortress to be, as long as I speak the word and grow it and it's there, can they get in there? And I'm the only one who can open and close the door, Correct. though, Correct. so I can close them in there and they won't be able to leave until we come back. That's, but anyway, that's, that's a true. tungsten, yeah, that's true. four foot wall, deep wall. Like, I mean, that's like a serious, serious it's fortress. It's a fortress, yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, you as Bash can certainly suggest okay, that. Okay, okay. And scene. Yeah. If we drop them off, we have the option to either return to the island to protect Papa Nico, stay on the island to protect the family, or do something to make sure that the, the, the eel ship, the moray, doesn't actually make land. If we could defend the island from, from the eel, or we can keep that ship from ever reaching land, that may be beneficial for our long-term goals. Papa Nico doesn't have to worry about them whatsoever, and we keep the family safe. Exactly. I say we deposit the family as quickly as possible. We can find them some shelter. They must know the island. Do we block them at the port, or do we uh, meet them out over the water? We try and meet them out over the water. If what Bash says is correct, they're falling behind us. We'll get there well ahead of them. They must know where this winter estate of her father's is. They can get themselves there. Bash, what do you think? (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, is there any way... is there any way to tell Monty to make this thing go faster? We, we already are doing that. He already is going faster. This is the faster. Maybe I should get out and push. <laughs> <laughs> if we get them to the mm-hmm. land and we yeah. turn around quickly uh, yeah. and meet them over the water, perhaps we can keep the moray at bay. Pardon the pun. Mm-hmm. I think I have an idea to, uh, how, I, how we can help, but let's, yeah, let's just try to get there as soon as possible. Yeah. It's still about three hours of travel time. And really, you've done everything you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ship is making its max speed. What Um, weapons do we have on the ship? Do we have bows, arrows? Does the crew itself have anything to defend themselves on the ship? There are a couple light weapons, mostly ranged, but nothing uh, substantial. um, What's the thing that shoots arrows, doesn't... Uh, Yeah, yeah, crossbows? Or... Uh, you don't know immediately, okay, but okay. after after talking to Monty, he's he relates that it's mostly just bows, not okay. crossbows. If they fire back at us, we are at a much greater disadvantage of being in the air. We will deal with the situation as it as it evolves. This is not our first sea battle. We'll be okay. Can can they fire a cannon at us? I don't I don't think they're really looking to fire a cannon in the air. Well, we won't know that until we meet them in battle, but there's no sense speculating now. I'm going back down to guard Lady Caligalis's door and get back to my book. I'll see you two later. Your book. That's all you care about. Uh, At the moment, listen, dude, you want me to finish this stinking book? I'm taking the three hours. Okay. You said said we had three hours we got there. I'm taking it. All right. You're immediately entranced by the next title. We all could use a little more kettlebell. (laughs) (laughs) I've been meaning to pick up a kettlebell. You should have said cowbell. (laughs) And then... Uh, You have a fever. (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. (laughs) More kettlebell. (laughs) 
boy. Missed opportunity, uh, man. Missed opportunity. In the, mean, in the meantime, um, Sekhmet's going to sit down with his bag of cloths and he's going to put together, he's going to uh, put together a, a slightly different costume. Uh, something that will match a little bit of the oh, We're going to the North Island, which is the more refined island. Yeah. Okay. So he's going to do a version of the Dimitri costume. Um, he's going to try to work up. Um, Dimitri looked like a a a highline um, merchant, and so he's going to try to see what he can do to kind of put together a costume that would be a little bit closer to a refined gentleman, somebody who would not even deign to work with uh, merchantry. Something we've never seen before. From you. We haven't seen that oh, one yeah, yet. No, absolutely. Yeah. He's making it right now. Oh, he's going to work up that. And he's thinking about what kind of things that he can put together as far as he's got a, a kind of a makeup kit and he's going to try to put some things Stage together. Stage makeup. Great. Yeah. Great. So, so for the next three hours, you're you're refining your new persona right. and coming up with what you want that to be. Vash, how are you preparing for what happens next, whatever that might I'm be? I'm actually finding food. Okay. <laughs> I'm there eating. Some, and you're eating food. right in front of Sekhmet. Yeah, yeah exactly. What's you doing? mouth open, <laughs> spitting everywhere. That's a dangerous thing. Want some? <laughs> yeah. uh, Thump is there with you, and uh, he's pecking at something. Uh, just more getting fresh air on deck. Down below, Tira it continues to read. And so for the next three hours, you busy yourselves in those various ways, and then Monty calls in a clear voice. Land approaching to the north! And the island of Borion rises from the water like a resplendent jewel. The white sands of the southern beaches gleam in the warmth of the sunlight, their soft stretch accentuated by the turquoise of the surrounding waters and the brilliant green of the interior of the island. At this, Tira, from inside the quarters, you hear a soft knock. She places her marker, closes the book, sets it down, uh, removes the beam, and opens the door to face Lady Caligalis. Feeling better? Yes, I am. I see out the porthole that I see my father's island. Yes, I believe you must be nearly there now. May I come see? Tira looks at her warily. Nothing. I will do nothing. I will be good. Okay. And so she moves the chair aside, stows her book back in her bag. Follow me. You notice she's tucked her hair back up so she looks presentable again. Uh, everything seems to be straight and she's applied some powder or something to mm -hmm. compose herself. The mascara that was all <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. pulled back up at her eyes. Yeah. She's like, my hands are so dry. I wish I had some lotion. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like a fisherman out there. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I never knew this was a thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she makes her way to the deck, and then she runs to the taffrail. Kill him now! What are you talking to rail, about? To the rail, and uh, all, all the hauteur and all the pride and everything seems to have dropped, and she's almost bouncing, looking at her childhood memories unfolding before her. Now, um, Sekhmet, while working on his costume, kind of doing some different, uh, doing some different kind of embroidery stuff, is actually talking to Elena. Hmm. Um, the youngest, about how to sew. Nice. I never knew. And if you do this, this kind of, if you pull this, you can have these two join, you can have these two joins meet up this way, and you can hide a lot of the seams right there. It looks like a single piece, but it isn't. I've never thought about that before. 
The lichen-speckled cliffs of the west end of Barayan loom ahead. At your approach, a cloud of blue-billed birds swarms out of nests made of twisted bracken scavenged from odd places. The swarm twists and frets in a joyous scream of welcome and follows along beside the ship. You continue in your lower elevation and find that you are just at the height of the cliffs and beginning to descend slightly. Before you lose too much altitude, however, you see a unique building standing in the middle of a green jut of wide land atop one of the cliffs. Even though it's several hundred yards below you and away, it's possible to tell the structure is obviously old and ring-shaped. A pillared portico built around its exterior gives it an aura of quiet grace, and the central area is open to the sky above. Is there any sign of any fortifications, or is this just a pleasure island? There are none evident, at least not here at this west end of the island. Mm. Interesting. Uh, it, it looks from your position like it's wide open. Okay. Wow. Easy mark for some folks. Mm. You do see caves, uh, natural caverns, peppering the cliff face here. As Tira observes Lady Caligalis's excitement as they are approaching her home island, she comes up alongside and behind her, and um, just just enough to be able to kind of see that three quarters view of her, of her profile, and the excitement and thinking of returning home. Tira catches a, a lump rises in Tira's throat, and she feels oddly homesick. She has a, an odd twinge of homesickness that leaps up out of nowhere thinking about how she really can't go home in the same way anymore. Yeah. It's, it's almost like she's twisting a dagger unintentionally. Right, yeah. right. She knows, yeah, it's, it's just, a, it's an effect that is having on her. Sekhmet is going to kind of quietly stand close to Lady Caligalis, but kind of behind. You should probably tell the uh, steerage exactly where we need to put you close to your house. Not directly above it. I wouldn't want anyone associating the ship directly with the place that you're staying. But the biggest open area you can think of so that we can quietly get you to where you're going to be. And then we're going to leave and possibly <laughs> intercept the ship. You what? The oh, ship is coming. If we can avoid, if we can keep the ship. You're from, going to leave? If we can keep the ship from attacking the land. You will not leave. Akira's eyes go wide. Okay, we're going to cut from this. Oh, man. We'll pick that back up next time. Womberbash, as you fly by this ancient structure. Dead of all, of all times. I, what are, I don't need you right now. Don't talk to me. Who is that? Dad, who, who is that? I, I don't, listen, leave me alone. I, I, don't, I don't need you in my head right now. Just stop talking to me. Leave me alone. And the voice fades. Okay. Thump shines in the sunlight. This is bright mid-morning sunlight. Uh, he has a, a brief glint of purple to his crystal. Sekhmet, you feel a wave of nausea, unlike your seasickness or airsickness. It, it's all knocking you sideways. <laughs> and Womberbash and Tira, you feel off balance. Ooh. And then you are past it as Lady Caligalis is moving towards Monty to provide directions, and she's pointing excitedly 
in the direction of her childhood home. Tira, my dad, my dad just spoke to me again. He what? said, "What? Actually, I, I can't. There's somebody else, but they said that maybe this is a mistake." Wait, he spoke to you again? Yeah, I don't know. What's a mistake? I, I don't know. He, he maybe what we're doing is not the right thing. I don't know. They they told me that this is this is bad. But you have to be more specific, Bash. What's this? What is the this that is bad? Coming I, to this island? I, I don't know for certain. I, I, I wouldn't think. say that. I don't know for sure. Well, think. She grabs him by the shoulders and looks him full in the face. It, it's not like a talking. It's more of like a... I don't I can't understand. I, I can't explain it. All I know is this... I don't know if this is a This may be a mistake. What we're doing. Listen, I, I felt off balance just now, too. Did you feel that? Yes. You said that the feeling passed. We felt it, but it passed. It passed. It's lingering, but it's passing. The wave passed. Yeah. Okay. The worst was, of it. It was when we got to a certain point. Yes. Yeah. Aren't, don't those voices always just try to steer you wrong and make you doubt yourself? Don't listen, Bash. But this, this time it was different. It was two. It was my dad and something else, someone else. And I, my, I my don't dad. understand what you're trying to tell me. I don't know. Just, I guess, never mind. Forget it. And as we forget that, we're going to leave the ship, zip across the water, and far to the south. A grizzled sailor strokes his chin with his free hand. His other arm, sun-browned where it isn't tattooed in faded blue-green ink, is entwined about the comforting wood of the topgallant. From his lofty perch, he tries to make sense of what he has just seen. He knows his master's vile temper, and the captain's bile has been up in recent days ever since he made the surprising decision to leave the main fleet to return to Kassara. Why would a ship be above the water? But didn't he say to report anything unusual? The sailor debates internally for a while, then shrugs. He sighs, swallows, and slides down expertly, descending to topmast, then mizzenmast before alighting on the rolling deck. He adjusts his tunic with a tug, then knocks firmly on the frame of the door leading into the dim, uncertain light of the eel's quarters. And that's where we're going to end this episode. And let's talk experience points. Grief. <laughs> they don't even know there was an airship. Who was saying they were following us? They're like, yeah. he doesn't oh, even know. Man. He was going, he was going this that? way anyway. Blast. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll need to think about some things that you know here. Uh, oh, grief. Try and put some pieces together. All right. Experience points, I'm going to give you each five for the various role playing. I liked a lot of the things that happened and the interactions and so forth. And let's talk Norse battle. Uh, particularly, I like the way that uh, Tira just shut up, old girl. Yeah, because I'm sorry, like it needed to happen, <laughs> and I think all the guys were a little apprehensive. The fact that she didn't do it like like with a club is really yeah. Her <laughs> like I, I, I think I think, and that's exactly what Tira would have done. And actually, I actually think it was a little nicer. But I think Tira, knowing that she's not an enemy, she didn't just kill her. There's uh-huh. that, and I think there is. It may be buried a little bit at present, but I think there's a grudging respect from yeah. Tira to Lady Caligala. She there, likes her spirit. She's strong. There's growing yeah. understanding between them. They're kind of kindred spirits yeah. in different areas. So I see it. Take two. I meant to say that Tira's kind of take charge attitude in 
I mean, also the, the getting to know Lady Caligas, but but also just throwing her over her shoulder and taking her upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that was you're fun. too much of a pain. I'm going to put you upstairs. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time to debate this in yeah. a committee. I think that, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. It felt very, it felt very Tira's way of doing yeah. things, even though that was, and, and, and along with that, you know, Bash's decision to <laughs> yeah. fly off. Jump off. He's going to, he's just going to fly off the ship. Afforded a lot of things. Of course, it may have happen. also just gotten us in trouble that we didn't need to be in, but whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't we, matter. we don't know that. We don't know that. It, it allowed us to know some things that we wouldn't have known previously. Very and true. and it was very it was very bashed to not wait for anyone or talk to anyone. Just go like, yeah. Oh, I have wings. I'm gonna fly down there. And so I thought that was right. That was Trying to be helpful. Right. Take one. I, I may have been helpful on accident. We though. don't know. That's, <laughs> the, that's no. That's the thing about that's the thing about bash. Bash is. If he's ever helpful, it's he's always accidentally helpful. <laughs> yeah. I liked the extra kind of flair and flavor that Jeremy brought to uh, Sekhmet's first time on ship, on the airship. And also just, the <laughs> I love the picture of him teaching the girl this song. <laughs> that was so endearing. Yeah. It's like, the yeah, take a couple like that. Mm-hmm. And thump. Uh... So poor thumbs, yeah, he, not wanting to. I don't want to stay here. Please let me go. Can I go? Yeah. You, 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 you hold or you keep, keep watch. Also, just his like the, his standing and being ready from the ship, even though everyone literally forgot. That yeah, he we just like, we forgot. <laughs> we left him there. Yeah, uh-huh. totes sure. on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> right, 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 right. And he fulfilled his duty. And he stayed, and the ship like, was ready. That's right. Yeah. What a what a what a. Oh, he needs a, a couple for that. I think. What a good guy he is. Doesn't hold us against it. Didn't hold us against. Didn't hold, hold it against it, us. I guess us. <laughs> that we totally forgot he existed for a minute. <laughs> All right, so let's get a recap then. Tira is forty-one points into level fourteen. Wamberbash is forty-nine points into level fourteen. Sekmet is seventy points into twelve. And Thump is sixty-five points into level fifteen. Mm. So we're all creeping up there. That's good. Hope you enjoyed it. And stackers, we hope you enjoyed this episode too. I, I really like the interactions and the flavor. And we look forward to seeing you here again at our table next time, right here at Stack of Dice. Buddy. That was a gift from my husband. The husband who you have such contempt for. Those things. Oh, good night. <laughs> Here hang we on, go. Hang on. The first, the first, <laughs> she goes into that a rage. That that's all my fault. I always have a great first line, and then I can never fall. I'm like, I'm like, and, and get, get. Oh uh, yeah. So there, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sekman is holding a bucket that probably holds water at some point in a mop, but right now his face is in it. <laughs> And it's not water. Uh, and there's no water in You there. do not want to mop the deck with this you stuff. No, no. Uh, and honestly, it smells worse than the stuff that they, they pulled up off the deck when they were mopping the deck. It's <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm just reminded of something. I saw this morning a DM posting describing a room, and he says, there's this in it, there's this in it, and there's a bucket. And, the, and then it says, players, a bucket. Oh, no. And it's just, it's, there's been this stream of posts recently about players focusing on the most inconsequential things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you said bucket, and I was like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. Oh, that's my day,